You're listening to The Point with Pastor Gray on Atta Church Radio. Church Radio. Church Radio. Church Radio. Church Radio. Church Radio. Well, praise the Lord and welcome to The Point here on Atta Church Radio. Today is December 15th, 2021. This year is almost over and it has flown by. I don't know about anybody else. Uh, past two, two and a half years have flown by, you know, with everything going on. But this year in particular, uh, as some people have stated, it feels like every day, each day is going faster than the previous oh, day. Oh, yes, it does. Oh, yes, <laughs> and, it uh, does. And so we're just, we're just holding on with all we can. Yes, in Jesus' name, does. amen. <laughs> uh, well, thank you so much for joining us. I'm here, of course, my name is Sam, and I'm producing the podcast here. I'm here with uh, Brother Woods, who um, uh, is always brings something from the Lord, you know, that we can chat about or that we can look at in the Word of God, and I really appreciate that. And um, if you're watching us here on Facebook Live, we'll be hopping on there to see if you have any comments or anything to add to the conversation. We highly encourage that. Uh, but if not, if you're just listening to this later, then please share this, like it, and all that good stuff so that people can get the message and we can spread the Word of God. And uh, as Bishop says, like we can fill the airwaves with the doctrine of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Yes. Yes. Well, good to have you here today, Brother Woods. It's good to be here again, Brother Sam. And <clears throat> for those that are listening in the, uh, on the podcast, we welcome you again and, uh, from wherever you are all over the state. Uh, uh, the city and across the world, we mm-hmm. really appreciate uh, the support and listening, uh, because uh, we want to always in- endeavor to tell the truth uh, as much as lies in us because mm-hmm. of the spirit of the Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had talked with Brother Sam. I had talked with Bishop earlier, and wanted to just have an open dialogue today uh, concerning some issues that I thought were pertinent to this time of and the year and the season. And we know that uh, there are many going to be many celebrations uh, concerning Christmas and the effect that it has on people across the world and the real reason for Christmas. Now, we, we, we've celebrated when I was a kid some 70-some years ago, and uh, it seems to be uh, it was real intense then, and there was really a little bit more oomph to it. You know what I mean? People, mm-hmm. the, the feeling of uh, uh, fellowship and uh, the things that we centered around the uh, dealings of the good Lord and mm-hmm. the sacrifice of, the, of Jesus, Jesus Christ for the sins of the world. And those things that we held dear then, we should hold dear now. Mm. But there's been a depletion of some of the things that we've seen over the years that it's lessened, seemingly lessened the impact for some individuals because we're so busy doing other things and uh, our lives are filled with uh, this, that, and the other, you know, worries, uh, different things, strains, and things that, you know, uh, some don't fall up. Uh, people's own, they're subjugated to a lot of things and stresses. Uh, we know that this is the time of Thanksgiving. I repeat that again. And the Thanksgiving, really, that we should be giving the praise and the glory to for what this is about. Mm-hmm. And that's about the freedom and release from having to be living under sin Amen. and under the penalty of death. Oh, yeah. So um, I had to, a thing about and I talked to Bishop, and I'm going to tell you, Brother Sam, is that uh, free will and choice. And 
our free will and choice lead way to trust. I mean, mm. when, it's when it's applied right, and this, this is a, a, the tip of the spear for a child of God and the examples that were set by Christ and the life that he lived and the things that he suffered and the things that Christians nowadays takes for granted. I mean, I'm going to say some do, but those that are, are blessed to have the truth mm. filled with that Holy Ghost. We see a different, we see a different scenario coming to pass mm. as to how uh, free will has been uh, misapplied. But nonetheless, I have, I've, I've, I've got two definitions here okay. and kind of like to apply them as uh, God will as far as the scriptural context of free will. Uh, I'm going to read uh, the first two examples, and then I want to go to a scripture, if we please. Mm -hmm. uh, free will. <clears throat> free will is the power of acting without constraint of necessity or fate, the ability to act at one's own discretion. Now, that's freedoms that people have, free will. And free will is important, but it's how you let that free will flow. Mm -hmm. And choice, an act of selecting or making a decision when faced with two or more possibilities. And I'll just stop with those two right now. Uh, in the book of Genesis, we see these two things taking place. And if we go through there, Brother, uh, Brother Sam, and uh, the second chapter of Genesis, and uh, we'll just read uh, verses 15 through 17, Brother Sam. All right. And then we'll have a discussion. Mm -hmm. And the Lord God took the man and put him into the Garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof thou shalt surely die. Surely die. <clears throat> now, we are all born with free will. We are taught that and we know that mm -hmm. because of things that people do. We free will. We, if we decide to do something, we've got free will to either reject it or do it. And free will, we, we know that scripture says that man is born to a woman of a few days and full of trouble. Mm -hmm. Well, that's that free will. Mm -hmm. God gave us free will for a reason. We mm -hmm. know as Christians what that free will is about and about worship. But as a whole of people that don't know God, their free will is running rampant in their lives. Hmm. Here we see, uh, here we see uh, God had placed man, placed Adam in the garden, and he made this, told him the statement. He gave him a, a statement of, of every tree of the garden thou mayst freely eat, but of the tree of knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest of it, therefore uh, uh, eatest thereof, there, thou shalt surely die. He gave Adam an edict, mm -hmm. do not eat. That was a command, do not eat. Mm -hmm. At that point, Adam had free will. We know he had free will because of what happened later. But he gave him, a, he gave him, it also presented a choice. Mm -hmm. There was no problem with what God had told man. But uh, have you ever read the story of Achan and, and the book of Joshua and, and, and Ai, the, the little, the little uh, uh, town that they fought against, the people they fought against, and they couldn't, they couldn't mm -hmm. beat Ai right, right. because of the thing that Achan had taken, the accursed thing. Mm -hmm. Now, God had put the tree of life in the midst of the garden along with the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Mm -hmm. That one command, and that was a command, thou shalt not eat of it. And Brother Sam, and I'm thinking that when God sets something, sections off for himself, mm -hmm. 
that and anything we partake of or anything we do in life, and we do that, that's partaking of something that God has set aside strictly for his purpose. Mm-hmm. If, if, if For nothing else, that's his domain. Sure. And to partake of the accursed thing. And this this tree, is, and it's just like, and here we're talking about, uh, people most uh, often misquote, uh, money is the root of all evil. Mm-hmm. No, that's not true. <laughs> right. It's the love of money that's the root of all evil. Right. So this tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and this is what the conversation I want to, to, to bring up before, you know, I'm going to ask you. This tree, it was in the midst of the garden also, is the tree of knowledge of good and evil. The only evil that was, was the fact that it was commanded not to eat of it. It was a mm-hmm. tree mm-hmm. of itself, nothing but the command not to make it separated. That's where mm-hmm. the problem comes in. Mm-hmm. And that's where the problem comes in with what we do in life, and especially what we do as, as Christians, as a child of God. We have free will. What we use with that, what we do with that free will and the choices we make because of that free will, they have, they have deep ramifications mm-hmm. if they're wrong. Mm-hmm. And because if we put our hand toward the toward, towards the wrong thing, we'll forever be paying. So sure. that, that's where I like to start out, out Brother Sam. Sure, yeah. It's um, obviously you know when you're talking about when you're talking about choice, the first thing that came to mind before we even got into it was the Garden of Eden. You know, the very yes. first choices we see happening, you know, by mankind. But it's interesting looking at this passage again, and you know, because I haven't read this specifically in a while. A couple things stuck out to me as we looked at that. Uh, the first one is in verse 15. Adam had a job. Yes. Adam had something else he was supposed to be doing. Yes, he, he did. said, you, you, of every tree you may freely eat, uh, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, right? You're not supposed to be eating, but he was supposed to be busy. Yes. And that's when we see all, all problems show up is when we're supposed to be busy. We're supposed to, we have a job we're supposed to be doing. And then when we have downtime, like with David, you know, when the, mm. when the kings were supposed to go to war, but he stayed home. Like that's, and then the Bathsheba and all that evolved out of that. So that's... Um, just was a, just off the top of my head, just look at that verse, it's like, hmm, something to keep in mind. You know, if you have a job for the Lord you're supposed to be doing, we should, you know, Amen. stay in it. Amen. Uh, the other thing, though, that, that stuck with me, and you mentioned this about ramifications, is that God told them the consequences of this choice. And so often when we have choices in life, we have no idea what the consequences are going to be. And that's part of that trust you mentioned earlier as well. You know, we know based on scriptural principle or maybe the leading of the Holy Spirit, you know, do this or, or you know, don't go, don't go to that job or whatever it is. But we don't always know the consequences until later. And some of the consequences we may not know until after this life. But here he told them specifically, you know, don't do this, but here's why. Here's what will happen to you. And I, I know for me, I'm, I'm a why person. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's part of the reason why I'm glad I didn't go into the army. <laughs> because <laughs> a lot of the times, uh, from everything I've heard, you don't get any reason why. You just, you know, you just shut up and do your job, right? You just do as you're told. Yes. And that's very hard for me to get through is when I'm just told, do this, but there's no reason behind it. There's no rationality, right? For me, that's difficult, just my personality. Uh, but then when you know the why, then you're like, oh, now I understand the heart behind this. I understand why I should make one choice over the other you know you get to know the mind of god when you understand the why on a lot of the choices he mm-hmm. gives us and uh so that's just something interesting too is that you know he didn't just say thou shalt not and stop right there he said here's why thou shalt not because it's going to hurt you it's going to be bad for you and you know we don't really know to what extent he may have gone on and explained that further you know eve seems to add to it a little bit saying well don't even touch it you know mm-hmm. um and that may have just been the spirit of the command. You know, she was like, okay, Adam maybe was like, all right, let's just not even go near it, you know. Or God may have elaborated further, you know, we don't really know. Um, but when it comes to that choice and free will, 
choices always lead to consequences. I mean, there's never you're never going to have a choice that has no consequence. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just mm-hmm. go back to the laws of thermodynamics. You know, mm-hmm. it's like cause mm-hmm. and effect. Mm-hmm. There's always going to be something that happens based on the choice you make, even if you don't make any choice at all. If you just stay yes, still, yes, yes. then that something else will happen. You know, again, <laughs> I go to the law of thermodynamics. Even even if nothing's happening, everything is uh, what is that entropy? Everything is breaking yes, down, yes, even when yes. nothing's moving. So uh, what what the, the flip side of that then? You know, just thinking especially about Adam, is then the the absolute power that that gives us. Because that's the dominion, right? Is to, mm-hmm. is to uh, be in dominion of, of the world around you, of yourself, of the things God's put into your hand. Right. And that choice, just that simple operation of you have the free will, you have the choice, what to do, when to do it, all those things, it, it, the, the, the implications of that is, is the power that, that that's given to us through that yeah. is amazing to think about. Uh, because... That's God trusting us and saying, I'm not going to robotify you, right? I'm not going to make you do this, 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 this. I'm going to, every time those things come up, I'm going to let you choose whether you do them or not and how you do them and when you do them. Uh, it reminds me of um, Moses, you know, when he, the second, I think it was the second time when he was supposed to speak to the rock and he, and he struck it. Yes. And God did, you know, wanted yes. to take care of his people, so he still did, but Moses got yes. heavy consequence for yes, that. he did. And that just shows too that the, that you know the consequences are rarely go, rarely go the way that we want them to, especially when we go off from the path that, that God yes, set for us. Yes. Right? We're like, well, if I do it this way, maybe I can just muster my way through, or I can make it happen this way, and that rarely that rarely works yes, yes. because of our own uh, weakness. But then when we allow God to flow through us, then then you can see the true power of God manifesting into your life and manifesting into ministry and whatever it is. So I know that was kind of all over the place, that's but okay. it's just you know yeah, reading okay. those that's, those that's few good. verses that was just, it's just when you think about you know choice and consequence yeah. and free will, and you're, it's just I, I know that's something I've I've thought about before. Just the, the like I said, the absolute power and the responsibility that God's given to us, just in the very fact that we're capable of choosing, that you can choose Amen. every day whether you get out of bed, or you can choose every day whether you know choose you this day whom you will serve. Amen. You know that's. Um, the onus is on us then every time uh, to do something with that. And then God, in turn, you know, enacts consequence or, you know, has already, those things are already in place, really, that, that play out. Uh, but it's just, um, it's it's really amazing that amount of trust and the amount of responsibility God placed on man from the very beginning. From the very beginning, um, yes. And, and then that, that should cause us to then reflect when we do make choice, right? To say, okay, I'm not just doing something. You know, I need to understand, am I doing the will of God or am I operating in the flesh? Am I, you know, operating in the spirit? And, uh, you know, and those, and then those consequences can be things that, that are eternal, even off of choices that didn't seem eternal. Mm-hmm. You know, for, uh, mm-hmm. for example, you know, we've talked a lot in church about how the ministry, the ministry of our church seems to be the restaurant ministry yeah. of, you know, winning, winning souls, you know, from restaurants. You know, my, Mar- Mark and I uh, were at a restaurant and Bishop and Sister Gray came up and talked to us. And uh, that's how we ended up that night coming over again, baptized in Jesus name, you know, and receiving the Holy Ghost a week later. You know, it was like that was a huge change yes, in my life, you yes. know, and, 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 and being born again and everything. Because we chose to go to a restaurant that day, and they chose to go to a restaurant that day. And those choices to us seem inconsequential, right? Like, should I go to to Guadalajara's, or should I go to Taco Bell, or should I whatever? You know, what do I feel like? And for whatever reason, they chose to do that, and we also did as well. And then there was a whole other bank of choices they were faced with. You know, they could have just left, or they could have said, you know, we'll pray for them, or whatever. And they decided, no, we need to talk to them. And, you know, all those little choices suddenly have changed the course of my entire life 
that I didn't even know was possible before. And so again, that's just back to the power of the choices we have oh, that yes. we don't even realize these oh, things are yes. adding up and, and, you know, guiding us in certain directions, Amen. you know, by the choices we've made and blocking off other options of things that we could have gone into, you know, and, um, I don't know. You start you start thinking about it, and it starts to be like, "Whoa!" Oh yeah, <laughs> it's like, "Wow!" <laughs> and uh, and the fact that God comprehends all of that, and He's got all that well in hand, and knows, well, if they do this, I'm going to do this, and if they do that, I'm going to make this happen, and you know, He's got all that planned out ahead of time. Um, but yeah, it's it's a uh, it's a um, it's it's a powerful thing. I guess it's what I keep very coming back powerful. to. It's it's powerful. The fact very, that we have choice. Very powerful. <laughs> Excuse me, brother Sam. As we were talking, as you were, as you were talking. We as Christians are going to be faced with that those choices mm-hmm. every day. Mm-hmm. When the Lord commanded Adam not to eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, <clears throat> it was a specific command. Mm-hmm. But along with that, Adam was subjugated. Mm-hmm. And subjugation to a thing makes the difference if mm-hmm. you want to be subjugated. Here, here lies, <clears throat> in my mind, Adam evidently... God knew the beginning from the any the begin the beginning and the end mm-hmm. before even the foundation of the world. He knew what was going to happen. When we as children of God do not subjugate ourselves to his commands mm-hmm. on how to walk, because each day that we are alive in Christ, every step that we take in our walk has to be subjugated mm-hmm. to the Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. Amen. All the mitigating circumstances that can arouse arouse in our walk with him Mm -hmm. are subject, and we know this, if we believe the scriptures that in him we live and move and have Mm -hmm. our being. Amen. Everything that we do as Christians and everything that Adam did that was against that, he really actually showed unbelief. Hmm. Now, he, he sinned presumptuously. He knew better. So that's presumptuous sin. He was beguiled. Right, right. Because she wasn't given the direct order, but he, she, it was, she learned that through her husband. But presumptuous sin is self-will, mm. free will and self-will. Mm-hmm. Are there any difference in the two, free will and self-will? Free will is a thing of you have a choice. And you're going to be self-willed. That's you going to you you are over you overriding. It's your choice because you are taking the preeminent stand that you know more than God. Hmm, sure. Wow. And the fact of it, and the fact of it is that our character is going to be built up on our relinquishing our free will. Hmm. For the word of the Lord says, a man that comes to God must first do what? Deny himself. Hmm. You give up your free will hmm. to Him. Mm-hmm. Pick up His cross. A choice. Mm-hmm. To make and follow him. Trust is the next issue. Mm-hmm. Because without those three, and this is my point, Brother Sam, and help me out on this, the spearhead of walking with God, our free will must become non-existent because it's going to be his will, mm-hmm. not ours. Mm-hmm. And the choice to pick up that cross is is the fact that we will go we are going to be obedient. That choice, mm-hmm. that free will, that works together. And follow him. Mm. You're gonna, you know, me and you talking. It's better say, I mean, follow me out to my car here. I'm going to go over here to Myers and buy a few things. You think, mm-hmm. well, I, I trust you enough to do that. <laughs> yeah. You know, you might be a, 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 a some kind of crazy driver. You know, mm-hmm. you might just jump out in front of them. I know people that mm-hmm. got, you know, you know, but you're placing your trust in me to get you from point A to point B. And sure. I'm, I'm inviting you along. Do you trust me? Mm-hmm. When you get in that car, I mean, you're saying, yeah, I do trust you. Mm-hmm. So here again, I'm saying trust is a firm belief 
in the character, strength, or truth of someone or something. Mm-hmm. We walk we walk with God if Lord provides if Lord uh tarries, you and I I might leave off the scene and you'll still be living, but you and I have a prerequisite that we that in God that we have to have that our will, your will, not my will be done. Mm-hmm. On earth as in that when 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 mm. our will lines up with his will, it yeah. can't line up with his will if we're in ourselves. Right, right. Uh, so our free will has to be, mm-hmm. and and that free will will suffer when we give it up because that's just the way it's got to be. And I'm mm. thinking, you know, we are we supposed to epitomize the life of the Lord Jesus Christ and the things that He has done. I won't give a, a mm. few scriptures about that, mm. but here again, I'm, I'm, I'm that that spearhead. Of what it takes to be walk with God successfully mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. earnestly, because we we sing the song or we say the song. Uh, he is, I am the. Uh, he is the potter, I am the clay. Mm. Well, we can't we can't say what form we should take because we are being sure. formed, sure. Yeah. and then we're mm. being formed in a fashion that we have we have no control over what God does, how He molds us, mm-hmm. and after that and after that forming of that clay, whatever God is going to make us the vessel to what He wants to use us for, we want to be used for a vessel of honor, not dishonor, right. of mm-hmm. rebellion and 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 obedience to God. Then after all that, there's the kiln. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's yeah. there's the kiln that we got to get fired up, and so we know we see the progressive steps that are being taken by the Lord to help us in order to formulate and we, we get to, and be a, be be part of that spearhead because there's a purpose in everything that He does. Mm. Any Amen. comment, brother? Amen. Uh, you know that idea of subjugation to the will of God. You know it's it's funny because as I was just saying a moment ago. You know, the bit, part of the reason God even made mankind was to have dominion on the earth, to be the ones in charge under Him on the earth. You know, there's that hierarchy, and to us that seems uh, like a paradox. Yes. The fact that yes. in order for us to have dominion properly, in order for us to rule properly on earth, then we have to be subjected so to true. Him above. That's so true. But that's the only way that <laughs> verse you mentioned earlier. You know, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. However, God wants it to be done as He's written out in heaven, or as He, you know, He He believes it should be done. Right? Can only come to pass on earth, flow through us as long as we're in alignment with Him, well subjected said. under Him. Well said, sir. And uh, understanding that kind of dichotomy of those things is is you know the relationship with God above as well as the relationship we have with the things that are put under us. You know, our lives, our families, whatever it is is um, something I've been, you know, learning recently and out of the Word, and it's just, it starts, you start tuning your mind to that, and suddenly you're like, oh, okay, I understand now how this works. It's not me resting control of my life, or, you know, um, so often, obviously, in the secular realm, when people talk about discipline, self-discipline, these mm-hmm. things, it's really mm-hmm. it's just you. You're deciding what to do, and then you just go and you do it, you yes, know? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, and those things work to a level, right? To, to have discipline. You see people in fitness or in finances or whatever it is, they achieve great things through discipline. Amen. But when you then apply those principles of discipline to fulfilling the will of God, then suddenly it's like, okay, now we're cooking with gas. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> now yes, now yes. there's actually power and <laughs> yeah. weight behind these choices that I'm making. And yes. I'm not just doing stuff to do stuff because I think it's a good idea, but now I'm accomplishing the will of God on earth. Hallelujah. And then God's like, okay, now we're going to start multiplying. And then you start seeing... Um, 
you know, uh, recompense or reward from that beyond what seems possible, right? Instead of, well, I've invested so much money, so I should get so much back. God's like, no, I'm going to multiply it. And, you know, you look at Abraham, you look at Job, all these people, you know, as they subjected themselves to the will of God, then suddenly they're getting back tenfold, fourfold, you know, all of this stuff that you're like, that's not even physically feasible, but hey, that's how God operates. That's how he, you know, it's, it's, it's too good to be true. Amen. (laughs) You know, is how we, how we look at it a lot of times. Um, but, you know, I was just thinking of that, you know, in that, that relationship, you know, of, of subjection and, uh, and how, and again, it's that dichotomy and you have to, you have to think spiritually in order to understand it. Because when he says, you know, here in Galatians, I was reading this morning, he says, because your sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father, mm-hmm. wherefore thou art no more a servant, the word there is slave, mm-hmm. but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. And if you just take that at face value with what we were already talking about, then you're like, wait a minute, this doesn't mesh, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not a slave anymore, so I don't have to obey, right? I'm a son, so I can do what I want. It's like, well, yes, but if you're a son of Christ, and if he's actually living in you, then you want to do the things he wants you to do. Uh, what is it? Christ says, you know, um, uh, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. Yes, sir. And if you're not spiritually minded, if you're not thinking in the spirit, that doesn't make any sense. You know, you're like, but doing commandments, you know, thou shalt, Ooh. thou shalt not, that's not love, right? We don't think of those things as going together as love Come and on, commandments. Yes. But and you're thinking spiritually, you understand, well, no, if I do love him, then I will do what pleases him, then I will honor him, I will be, you know, manifesting his will on earth. And, you know, and then he'll say, well done, my good and faithful servant. But he really is more than that. You know, he's well done, my good and faithful son is really what he's, exactly. is what he's saying yes. there. And, um, yeah, understanding all of that really does, and, and, and I, that's why I think I've only come to understand it over the past few months as God's, you know, led me in the Word oh, and in the Spirit, being able to actually get all that in alignment and kind of get, understand what, what He means yes. by these things. Yes, uh, and, and, and Brother Sam, you're saying it beautiful, and it still boils down to subjugation, mm-hmm. because if we're not subjugated, if our free will doesn't line up with the choices we make. We can't have the trust that we need to have mm-hmm. because the carnal mind is enmity right. against God. Right. It is neither. It can't be subjugated. It, it, it indeed can't be mm. subjugated right. to right. the mind of God. When you talk about a spiritual fear, now we are sons of God. So what does he say when he deals with us as children? The chastening, mm-hmm. the subjugation, are you willing? It's a spiritual thing because mm-hmm. the carnal mind does not want to be subjugated. No. And, and and this is this is me talking, but I'm mm-hmm. thinking we have word to back it up. Mm-hmm. Just like Job was tested mm-hmm. and the statement he made most profound, though he slay me, mm-hmm. yet will I trust him. Yeah. Yeah. God is asking it. He tried Abraham. Do you trust me, Abraham? Mm-hmm. Abraham, it, it, it doesn't speak as God is saying that, but literally God is seeing. Mm-hmm. Do you trust me, Brother Sam, mm-hmm. for me to take you on this journey mm-hmm. and you're subjugated to me in all things, wherever I take you, wherever you, wherever your foot plant, wherever I let you plant your mm-hmm. foot, mm-hmm. because, and, and I said this many times that some brothers at the earlier at my other church and they kind of looked at me like you know I was kind of off basis you know maybe I was kind of green and I used the illustration I said God is dealing with us in a way that Adam lost but he wants to he was trying to bring us back and yeah. he's, and he's bringing us back in the most miraculous way yeah and I walk with the Holy Ghost is 
that Cub didn't move on his own. Mm. I moved in. Mm-hmm. God places us as he sees fit in the body. Mm-hmm. And as I walk, every step is predicated on his word mm. and on his purpose. Mm-hmm. And we as saints of God, that's a great privilege for us. Amen. And to spread that, to spread that knowledge of the gospel to those that are without. Yeah. We all need help and we will continually need, continually need help. Mm-hmm. I'd like to go to uh, Isaiah the 53rd chapter. Well, let me go to Isaiah the 50th chapter first. And this has to do with the suffering of the Lord's servant. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's see, brother Sam. Uh, I don't want. I want to get this inclusive, so we get. Uh, start at verse four, uh, brother Sam, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll try to we'll read through through verse eleven. All right. The Lord God hath given me the tongue of the learned, that I should know how to speak a word in season to him that is weary. He wakeneth morning by morning. He wakeneth mine ear to hear as the learned. The Lord God hath opened mine ear, and I was not rebellious, neither turned away back. I gave my back to the smiters, and my cheeks to them that plucked off the hair. I hid not my face from shame and spitting. For the Lord God will help me, therefore shall I not be confounded. Therefore have I set my face like a flint, and I know that I shall not be ashamed. He is near that justifieth me. Who will contend with me? Let us stand together. Who is mine adversary? Let him come near to me. Behold, the Lord God will help me. Who is he that shall condemn me? Lo, they all shall wax old as a garment, the moth shall eat them up. Who is among you that feareth the Lord, that obeyeth the voice of his servant, that walketh in darkness and hath no light? Let him trust in the name of the Lord, and stay upon his God. Behold, all ye that kindle a fire, that compass yourselves about with sparks, walk in the light of your fire, and in the sparks that ye have kindled. This shall ye have of mine hand, ye shall lie down in sorrow. Okay, um, we see in verse uh, 5, where he's talking about the suffering servant, the Lord Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. and he wasn't rebellious. When he, when he was going through, he wasn't rebellious. He, mm-hmm. was, he was adamant to the end, and he was obedient unto death. Amen. He said, I gave my back to the smiters and my cheeks to them that plucked off the hair. And I hid not my face from shame and spitting. The the things that the Lord suffered, Brother Sam, I'm thinking that if we are really going to have true fellowship with him, and it's, it's going to be impossible to live the, the life of life, the life that, that Christ has lived the life in us without the power of the Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. Because it's a servant's role, and it's one that takes us low. Mm-hmm. That's our free will being just given up to the good Lord. Mm-hmm. Because no telling what it's going to take for you or me. We're all different. But God knows that our frame is dust, and he has taken pity on us. But the Holy Ghost is the reward of them that diligently seek him. Amen. Isaiah 53rd chapter. Again, I just like I want to read it for content. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> verse 7 through 12. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before her shears is dumb, so he opened, openeth not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment, and who shall declare his generation? For he was cut off out of the land of the living. For the transgression of my people was he stricken. And he made his grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death, because he had done no violence, neither was any deceit in his mouth. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He hath put him to grief. When thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed, he shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. He shall see of the travail of his soul and shall be satisfied. By his knowledge shall my righteous servant justify many, for he shall bear their iniquities. Verse 12. Therefore will I divide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he hath poured out his soul into death. And he was numbered with the transgressors, and he bare the sin of many, and made intercession for the transgressors. My God. Brother Sam, this is 
a treasure trove mm-hmm. of just truths all back and forth through the Old Testament. It pleased God to set himself up as the Lamb of God mm-hmm. without sin. The fact that it is that in verse 12, after all these things and atrocities that were done unto him, and including what we read in Isaiah uh, chapter uh, 50, said he poured out his soul unto death. Mm-hmm. That's monumental. Mm-hmm. I mean, we know, we know this is the true Christmas story. Mm, right. This is the true Christmas story. But we are partakers of a like situation when we relinquish our self-will mm-hmm. to God. Mm-hmm. Because he's going to, he asked Peter uh, about the cup. Mm-hmm. He asked Peter, can you drink of the same cup that I drink of? Mm-hmm. Peter's response was, yes. Mm-hmm. And then Christ's response was, yeah, you shall indeed drink of the cup. Mm-hmm. Brother Sam, what cup do you think that was talking about? <laughs> suffering. Yeah, yeah. There is a, there is something that's so powerful in suffering. Hmm. When we were children, we had parents that disciplined us, and they, 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 they subjugated. We were subjugated unto them. Hmm. We see so many lost children today with the throwback of shootings in high schools and all the shootings and the things that kids have been brought under you know, the horrible things that have happened, uh, you would wonder where is the subjugation, the parents' jobs and the things that should be done to make those children safe. We as children of the Lord are subjugated. We have to be Hmm. humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God because that is his purpose for us that we, we shall be saved. Mm-hmm. No, we know that no chasing seemed pleasant for the for the for the for the present time, but afterwards, what does it yield, Brother Sam? It is those those fruits of righteousness. Mm-hmm. Those things that are meted out to us the right way with love and with with mercy combined and, and tempered. It's just a mighty, mighty picture. Mm. This Christmas season and the things that we know we used to hold these dear. I mean, we I mean the nation as a whole was just we were we were more God conscious. Hmm. I mean, I'm in my seventies, brother Sam, so I've seen a few things. Not as <laughs> sure. much as my father, but I've seen a few things. And we see the errant ways of the people. Sometimes even the people of God are not mm-hmm. holding to those standards. Mm-hmm. And it's going they're running shipwreck. But for the tender mercies, if we would just take down and allow ourselves to be broken that mold that was we were born with, but that self-will and that mm-hmm. selfishness that we were born with, and be something allow ourselves to be subjugated to under the mighty hand of God. Mm-hmm. What a blessing! Mm-hmm. What a reward! We mm-hmm. talked about you know we, we talked about you know, money and, and finances and stuff. The things that we endure for Christ's sakes far outweighs anything we could even imagine. We know that's yeah. the word of God, brother yeah. Sam. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Your comment, brother. Well, you know, talking about Christ and his um, his subjugation, you know, when he became a man, takes me back to Philippians two. Okay. Um, where he he tells us this, like we were just saying, to um, let's see, verse five, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. So Jesus already went through this, and he expects the same of us, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, no reputation. No no reputation. reputation. And took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. He had created mankind. I, I can't even imagine him walking around on the earth. And uh, somebody, um, I, I heard a preacher one time talking about, you know, when Jesus interacting with people around him and just thinking in his head, I remember when I created you, you know, with, with, with these people that were trying to confound him and they're arguing with him or even Satan himself tempting him. And he's sitting there thinking, you don't even get it, do you? No. <laughs> Who you're talking to? <laughs> no. But he put himself in that. <clears throat> 
made in the likeness of men, being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself, became obedient unto death, unto death. even the death of the cross. And it wasn't until after that that verse 9 happens, wherefore God also hath highly exalted him, given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, things in heaven, things on earth, things under the earth, that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. That passage right there was one of the first ones after I received the Holy Ghost that just really stuck with me when I read it, because it's... Uh, you know, everything we were talking about, you know, where, where, where he became a man, he put himself under, he, he humbled himself. But then the whole idea around the fact that he he earned his worthiness because he deserved it already, right? He was God. He could have just said, all right, everyone worship me. And he did. But then he said, I'm going to become a man. Oh, yeah. I'm going to start at level zero and then work my yes. way back up. I'm going to achieve yes. everything to yes. earn the position of God, basically. Yes. He is worthy of being God. And so <laughs> that passage brings to me so much more depth to, you know, when we, we read a verse about, you know, worthy is the lamb. And it's like, well, he's worthy because he earned it. He deserved it already, but he also earned it. And he didn't have to do that, but he decided to Hallelujah. anyways. And then taking all that in context, and then verse five, where it says, let this mind be in you. You know, because at the end of that end of that verse, Hallelujah. it's a colon of like, all this stuff I'm about to yes. say, let this be yes. in you. Like, yes. think this way. And uh, that's really what we're talking about, that subjugation of, you know, waiting upon the Lord to be the one to highly exalt us, to give us any name that's at right, all, sir. you know? Yes, sir. And yes, sir. subjecting ourselves it's just, you know, like you said, that's that's the fight with the flesh. That's the everyday. And if you're doing that every day, if you're crucifying yourself daily, then you're achieving exactly this. You're achieving, you know, what, what God Hallelujah. has expected of himself when he became a man and yes, what he expects yes, of us. Yes, yes, you know? Um Isaiah, I think we read in Isaiah the 50th chapter, and the one verse where it says, he set his face like flint. Now, mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> I used to be a smoker. And the Zippo lighters, you had that flint that made that spark. Pretty hard substance Mm -hmm. and durable. So the statement is Christ set his face Mm -hmm. like flint. Mm -hmm. That determination. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There was never going to be any turning back because we know his word had already uh, uh, precluded the fact that this was going to happen. Mm-hmm. But in the Garden of Gethsemane, mm-hmm. where he prayed and he asked, he said, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Sure. So someone says, well, you know, he n- no, he never had any doubts that he was going to drink that cup. Mm-hmm. That was that human flesh mm-hmm. that had to feel all the things and pains and agonies mm-hmm. and fears that we would feel. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the Old Testament type, we have the Holy of Holy of Holies and three articles of furniture, the the the, the uh, uh, table of shewbread, I think it was, and then the ark. Forget the other. The golden candelabra was one piece. It was one piece of beaten gold. Mm-hmm. But forget the other, other article, Brother Sam, forgive me. But anyway, all the articles in the Holy of Holies were acacia wood overlaid with gold. Mm-hmm. And this was the thing. <coughs> Type of Christ. But when he came, we had, it was, <coughs> the acacia wood represented humanity, a humanist, over, over, overlaid with divinity. When Christ came, he was divinity overlay with flesh yeah. I mean it just to reverse yeah. and that's that's a tremendous that's a <laughs> tremendous mighty lesson mm. the fact that like you said the very God of heaven walked among us in flesh the holiness of an excellency of his character a mighty God that when you, when you really think about it this Christmas story takes on a whole new dimension Amen. for just the magnitude of him taking that much care for loving us and taking care of us. Mm-hmm. Brother Sam, the Holy Ghost is the best thing that ever happened to you and I. Amen. That we might get it, we begin to get a better understanding mm-hmm. of 
what it means to surrender your will mm -hmm. to God, not just another person, to God, right, because he's right. not just another person. And then the choice we make to follow him, but pick up our cross and follow him, mm -hmm. and the trust that he, we have to put in him. The trust him is the, uh, if there, we really, if we say we trust him, Brother Sam, mm -hmm. if we say it, he's asking, will you trust me? Yeah. But we replied, do you trust me? Mm -hmm. Can I, I will trust you. That's a, that's a big, big statement. Mm -hmm. If that falls out of our mouth, our Holy Ghost-filled <laughs> mouth, mm -hmm. that's a that's a commitment. Right. It has to be from deep within. Mm. And the Holy Ghost is causing us to do those things that God wants and he, He's gonna get it out. He's gonna get what He's put out. Amen. He's gonna get what He what He desires out of us. Mm -hmm. But what a blessing and what a privilege mm. to share in this Christmas story. And we see we can walk and live and move in Him and move and have our being. What he had purposed in mankind, just like you said, the things that he had purposed in mankind, and now we can avail ourselves and God help us, you know, to yeah. help us walk worthy of the convocation where we're called. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Yeah. That's, uh, you know, it's funny because that goes, the whole thing goes all the way back around to that free will and that choice. Yes, sir. And, uh, yeah, once once you get used to that, once you get used to subjecting that, it does become a little easier in a sense of, you know, okay, I know what this is going to be like. Yes, I know what this is going to feel like. I know my flesh is going to be complaining, and it's going to be squalling and fighting me the whole way, you know. <laughs> you, you, you get used to that, just like with an unruly child or something. You know, like, well, you know, until they until they get it, you have to keep the discipline up, right? Yes, sir. Um, and it's the same way. But uh, but praise God that he gave us the, the power and the authority, the ability to do that, you know, over our own flesh, you know, through the power of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. And uh, we're not we're no longer subject to it as loud as it might be, as, as annoying as it might be. You're not subject to it unless you allow yourself to be subject to Amen. it. And um, so that's, uh, you know, it's, it's funny how we, we always look at the Garden of Eden and a lot of people like to say, well, I would have done differently. Or, you know, if I was Eve, you know, I wouldn't have, you know, been deceived or whatever. And it's easy, you know, to, to armchair quarterback after the fact. Mm -hmm. But we have that same choice. We have that same option today, every day, every know, day. multiple times a day, <laughs> every day. Um, and every day, You're but so right. we do have an advantage over Adam and Eve. If you have the Holy spirit, mm -hmm. uh, you know, they, they weren't cursed by sin, but they didn't have God dwelling inside of them in the way mm -hmm. that we do now. Um, as, as that, and that possibility was only made possible because that's a benefit. That's a reward. That's, that's mm -hmm. a, that's the outcome of everything we just talked about of Jesus going through this, of Jesus subjecting himself. Now he can, we can have access and he oh, can live inside yes. of us because he's paid for the ability oh, yes. to do so. Oh yes. And, um, it's just, it's so beautiful, you know, that how it always does all come back to Christ. It always does always. all center around Jesus, Always, no matter what you're looking at. Um, <laughs> You know, and he's our ultimate example, but he, uh, but he did f fulfill, and that word's so good. You know, he fulfilled all of it, all, all, of all it. the things he talks about, everything he's ever asked Every. you to do, everything he's ever asked you to yes. achieve or complete. Yes. He's like, I did it too. Oh yes. Oh, <laughs> so yes. it's, uh, you know, he is, you know, and, and uh, I recently, Mark and I were recently watching some stuff about World War II. And about uh, Easy Company, the uh, uh, Airborne, 101st Airborne. That, mm -hmm. um, they were some of the first one. They, they really had a rough go through the war. They, they were always in the front lines on everything. You know, they were, they, D-Day, they, they dropped in, you know, paratroopers. So they dropped in behind the lines, um, Battle of the Bulge. They were there at Bastogne through the winter and all mm -hmm. the worst of the shelling and all this stuff. But one of the things that was really interesting is how much they admired and followed after their leaders and specifically, um, certain leaders within them, I think his name was Winter, Winter or Winters, Captain Winters. And then he, you know, through the war, because of all the stuff he had done and everything he pushed to, he got bumped up multiple times, you know, he got a name, right? So they started um, promoting him. 
but it made a huge difference to those men, even in the midst of getting shot up, in the midst of getting shelled, in the midst of, you know, walking into almost certain jaws yes. of death. Yes, sir. That guy was in front of them doing it first. Yes, sir. And because he was in front of them doing it first, they were like, well, we got to. Like, we have to. Like, he's doing it. Like, so, and I'm, you know, and, and if he's going to do it, then I have to do it. I got to follow after him. And that, when you look at Christ and you see him as your captain like that, it gives you the courage. It gives oh, you the yes. strength and it gives you the determination. Like, you were talking earlier, that face like a flint. It's like, well, he's doing that. He's parting the waters in front of me. So I'm going to follow after Ooh, him, you know? Yes. And um, so that's, that's, What's so encouraging about looking at Christ in the midst of all this? Yes, you 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 mentioned uh, let the same mind being you that was in Christ Jesus, and the fact that uh, in I think it's First uh, Peter where it talks about uh, we being partakers of the divine mm. nature. Yeah, that this that, that's not a fairy tale. That's mm-hmm. actual happening. Mm-hmm. Amen. Be, be, uh, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, and He will He changes you. That old flesh, I don't think that, I, you know, Brother Sam, truthfully, none of us knows our own flesh mm-hmm. because it's up to do some things at any time of the day, any second. And and God brings that, brings those imperfections out. Mm-hmm. But the more, the more we allow ourselves to be subjugated, the more of that divine nature shows through, Brother mm-hmm. Sam. Amen. And it doesn't happen overnight, but it is happening. It will happen if we allow it to happen mm-hmm. from the choices we make. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amen. So that's about all I have, Brother Sam. It's been good talking Lord. with you. Amen. Yes. Amen. Well, it's been very encouraging. Thank you very much. And uh, we appreciate everyone out there listening and uh, for joining us, whether you're here on Facebook or whether you are joining us on the podcast feed afterwards or on YouTube, wherever. We'd love for you to uh, join us physically as well if you have a chance. We're here in Indianapolis, 111. 40 East 10th Street, and we have service uh, tonight. Actually, we've got our play practice for our program on this Sunday. Sunday the 19th, we'll only be having the one service. It's going to be our Christmas program, and that's at 5 o'clock. So if you're in the area, we'd love for you to join us. Otherwise, we have our regular posted times uh, on our website, which is atachurch.info. And if you want to find out how to donate to our ministry, you can do so on the website as well. As always, we thank you so much for joining us, and God bless. We'll see you next time. Amen. Church Radio.